Hello and welcome back to another episode of Baseball Night. It is late, Jack. 9.18 p.m. August 31st, Thursday night. Last day for waiver claims, which the Red Sox didn't have any part of. Doesn't um, matter. But did you see that the the Guardians claimed a bunch of those Angels players just picked up at the deadline? Yeah, more over as a real FU to the Twins. And would you call them the Guardian Angels? I I, I know you want to apparently. <laughs> um, but this isn't this isn't the time for jokes or anything cuz honestly Jack I know people say this sometimes but I really don't know if I'd seen anything stranger than what happened in the Red Sox game Monday night, the Red Sox are playing the Astros. Let me set the scene here. A game lot of people, of series, yeah, a lot of the said, comments, a lot of the comments on these podcast episodes, like, wow, that Tom paints a picture like Vin Scully. So Chris Sale can't make it through five against the Astros. Shocker. Game is three to two Astros, two outs in the fifth, fifth inning. Here comes Kyle Bearclaw. Mm -hmm. He gets Chase McCormick to ground out to second base. Then crisp. the following inning, Adam Duvall hits a two-run homer. The Red Sox take the lead. Here's where it gets yes. wacky. Kyle Bearclaw in the sixth inning. Comes back out. Yep, comes back out, which is fine. He only threw, I think it's two pitches here. Not... Didn't have a heavy workload. Walks a guy, walks another guy, fly out. Then a triple, mm -hmm. hit by pitch, homer, walk, walk, hit by pitch, single. That scores three runs. So now he has given what? up in this inning five runs. Tom, uh, unfortunately, in your painting of that pitcher, pit picture you never once mentioned that as this guy is getting hammered and performing extremely poorly there was nobody warming in the bullpen okay good point then this inning ends a started a four to half inning i should say started a four to three lead ends the half inning down nine to four so before we go into what's weirder, first thing, uh, programming note, Jack, if you could just check that your microphone is your microphone. It sounds like your earbuds are. Number two, the Astros are one of the teams the Red Sox are chasing in the wild card. And Sure are. Okay, that sounds a lot better. You have yeah. a chance to make up some ground. Kyle Bearclaw shouldn't have been in to give up the five runs after he loaded the bases and gave up two already. Maybe it was time to pull him. So the reason you said it was weird is because I don't remember. Maybe it's happened before, but you and I have never seen a forfeit in baseball before. And that's what happened. And it was a forfeit in a game 
where the strategy was not sound because two days later, the bullpen is still overused and in the same position. Um, and it was a forfeit, not only for that game, but in the clubhouse after they, after the, they had player reactions to them looking to the bullpen to see who was warming up and nobody was there. That is a collective head drop for the entire rest of the series. Yes. Saving your bullpen from what? Pitching more? Here. That you know who should have saved the bullpen that didn't save the bullpen? Chris Sale. Or the front office could have got starters. Now, okay. Probably, so we, should, probably still should have warmed anybody else. So we've established this. Why not take this guy out? This happens though. This happens in games all throughout the season. There's thousands of baseball games played. Or something like that. Close to 2,000. I don't know the exact number. But, Jack, here's where it gets weird. Now we're in the top of the seventh. Kyle Bearclaw still pitching. Sure what does is. he do? He lets up two more runs. Okay. Weird. You. It's a blowout now. I get it. Sure. Jack, Kyle Bearclaw finished the game. Oh, yeah. And he let up 10 runs. Now, he was designated for assignment the next day. <laughs> and they did yeah. this earlier in the year with Brazier. But that was a, yeah. already, it was two things. It was like a June game, maybe. I'm not exactly sure when the cheating Dodgers picked him up and just turned him into a very useful reliever. Um, Because <laughs> that's what they do with players. Kike Hernandez was very slugging nice. something like 600. Very very national media of you to say that but. um but no i so they did it with brazier earlier in the season it was like okay here take your lumps and tomorrow morning see you later yep but when this man came into the game they were winning and yeah. they had a chance to just warm someone else up get out of an inning down like three runs max and they let him go out there and give up 10 runs. So you texted our group, Alex Cora is quiet quitting. There was a yeah. directive. Somewhere, someone said, Bear Claw is the only reliever you can use. Yeah. Um, that, what, there's no other did explanation. Kyle, did Kyle Bear Claw say that? I, he, I <laughs> hope he did. Like, yeah. It's like, nah, I still got it. <laughs> let me go out there and finish Yeah, this. did he come back in and... Um, Cora's like, all right, you know what? We're going to pull you. I think I, I just got the feel for my slider. Yeah. What? I just. Well, no, because there was never anybody warming. Um, when that inning happened, uh, I, I don't understand what happened. I, I don't understand. I don't understand what I was watching. Uh, Dave O'Brien and Kevin Euclid certainly didn't understand what, who was watching Tom Karen, who I follow on Twitter, didn't um and then to have the explanation come after saying nobody we didn't have anybody available that's that cannot be your answer if you're selling your team is in a playoff hunt against the team they're chasing in the wild card yeah it's it was i it was a it was a forfeit they officially forfeited their season after the dodgers left they must have realized that's what the top of the league looks like. 
And then uh, from looking, you know, taking two out of three in Houston, riding an Adam Duvall hot streak, uh, coming out and laying when they needed it the most, playing 2023 Boston Red Sox baseball to a T. Bad defense, can't get any timely hitting, and mismanaged bullpen. Couldn't have been a clearer series. Couldn't have been a clearer seven games for that to happen. It it was honestly like I don't want to sound like guy that calls in to sports radio miserable prick. Why do I want to no, seriously though, tomorrow, September 1st, the should be the most exciting month of the year. Why do I want to turn on Nesson and watch them? I don't know, Tom. I can't answer that. Like, um, I know I, I like don't... individual pitchers and or players in one pitcher, and it still isn't enough for me to be like, yeah, seven o'clock tomorrow. Let's fire it up. I don't get it either. I don't understand it. I mean, at this point, you're just hate watching <laughs> or seeing what like. Is Tristan Casas going to have a good at bat? The answer is yes, always, even if he strikes out. And then it's, um, but yeah, I figured out how to use Stathead mm-hmm. and kind of do, you know, kind of uh, tier my at bats because there's way too much good baseball being played and way too many exciting players for me to be down on the Red Sox longer than, I mean, if you if it, check the tape. There has been one time maybe that you and I have been somewhat fooled, and that's when we thought they may add somebody around the trade deadline and make a run at it. They didn't, and this is the end result of that. Um, But all year, we've kind of been saying this team is um, not strong enough pitching. It doesn't have deep enough pitching, and it's not strong enough defensively to make any kind of run, and and here we are. Um, As September is about to begin, damn near as close to mathematically eliminated as we can be. Yeah, it's just, so let's see, playoff odds from fan graphs. It's down to 4.5. By the way, the Yankees Yikes. right now is 0.1. Um, at but, least we know where the bottom is, you know? Here's, Tom, here's at a least good, we know where the bottom is. Here's a, here's a good... Uh, like idea. I guess they had a bad weekend because because Mookie Betts destroyed them. Where I guess we, I mean, we can talk about that later if you want. But it's just kind of like talking about Super Bowl Forty Two to me. Yeah. Um, I have a I have a therapist appointment tomorrow that I'll discuss that. About. <laughs> um, no, they were nine percent. So it wasn't gonna happen, like we've said all year. And this is like, but it was just like. You're just gonna let this man give up ten runs because tomorrow you're. You know what it is? Is that you're like, oh, you got to win every series. So they were like, okay, we're just gonna win the next two games. I guess was that their philosophy? Yeah. Again, I I wasn't very very happy with the answer that we we didn't have anybody available tonight, but tomorrow everybody's available. Um, you know, again, you can you can spin out any way you want it. Is it something that, that again they don't 
at, at some point, the front office is to blame for not getting enough arms. Alex Cora, I don't know what the hell he's been doing over the past two and a half weeks. Um, and there's also the players, the, especially the pitchers, who they acquired at the deadline from the injured list, which is ridiculous. Uh, they're not, they can't be relied on to go out and get you outs. There's no way you can rely on Chris Sale to get you three outs if you need them right now. Yeah. You just can't. And he's on an innings restriction anyway in a pennant chase. Wow, what an ace. I can't I can't stand it anymore. Get him out of here. The upside next year is a 4.5 ERA if he makes all of his starts. He Which strikes he just a won't. lot of dudes out great. He, no, of course not. But he strikes a lot of guys out. But that doesn't mean anything if you can't get out of the fifth inning. I It's so frustrating. The ace players and their best players and the guys they are touting as the people who are supposed to carry this franchise can't get it done. I don't know when the last time Rafael Devers has had a clutch hit. I don't know when it's happened. Um and again, I, I appreciate that he starts every game, but he's so bad defensively that he's making me despise watching him play third base. I can't watch it. Yeah, he's they, so bad. They got it. They he just has to be the DH. And you, ha- yeah, I mean, he has to be the DH. But then, I mean, then you have a, a dead spot. And I mean, it's not as bad. But left field in Fenway is fine for. Yoshida to play, but he is not a good defender, and he's not a very fast runner either. Yeah. But he's not leading the league at his position in errors. Very true. Which is sad, or, you know, happy to see Kike get out of there because he tries to make the hard play. It's Devers who makes these amazing plays and has this reaction time like a cat, but then just when a, a, a one hopper comes to him, he just doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. And it's it's getting to the point where you at least back it up by hitting 300 and hitting 30 homer, homers and driving in 100 guys, but granted, there's nobody on base in front of him anymore, but yeah. I mean... We could spend the rest of the time talking about like I I mean I told I texted you to put a ten bell salute, um at the beginning of the show, to mark it, but in reality we're we're silly for thinking they were anything more than this team. Well, I think we only thought that like you said they had a little streak and it was like you know if they did add a starter if they added a frontline starter if they added Michael Lorenzen if they claimed Hunt. Renfro off waivers today. You know, it's just stuff like that where I don't, I mean, again, I don't think Hunter Renfro is the, is a good move necessarily, but it's a move to say we're adding to believe in this team. And now it's just like, give me Willier Abreu, Tristan Casas. I wish Jaron Duran wasn't out, but, and now, and now Rafella, and just let me see the young kids play ball for the last month. Yeah, so I mean, those were the those were the next two things. We can just we can move on because it's just was a shocking, like ridiculous thing. And then, so here's the thing for, the, the for those thing, though, that before we before, before we move on, just 
it's going it's there's not going to be a change. This is what they're going to run it back front office and manager wise next year. So, I mean, just brace yourself for very little to be done in the offseason. And I'd hate to be down on this, but unless they make a major and I mean major move, you're looking at the same same exact result in 2024. They they need pitching. Yeah, there's just a there's just a uh thing for you know just a directive from ownership and i listened to bill simmons podcast and he just knows shit about the nba and he is pretty confident that the red sox owners are going to go in with lebron to be the vegas nba expansion team owners and they're just keeping costs down it's a fact but they're doing it stupidly because they're still above the luxury tax so, yeah, which again, that's that is specifically on your your front office. There's no there's no player to blame there. So they want to there's no errors there. They they want to build this team that supposedly is versatile and play people anywhere, but you have a team in my opinion with too many lefty batters and no pitching. And you're yeah. You got I mean, you got nothing for James Paxton at the deadline, and now he's just fallen off a cliff. Yeah, and I I think it's funny when I when I see like people are say he's worn out. Like from what he didn't play half the year. Yeah, what's he worn out from? A normal pitcher's workload. I I I just don't get. I don't get. This is you. You came into the season knowing the these are this is the team. What I'm. I'm I again I I hope him no I wish him no ill will personally, although I don't think him and I would ever get along. But I'm waiting now for the inevitable like we're gonna shut Chris Sale down for the remainder of the games yeah. because of something, and that's where it's just like all right, well get a fresh start on 2024. I know you can't start the first game of the year because you're too much of a fucking psychopath to cool down and pitch a game instead of just try to lay in fastballs to the Orioles. You know, that's when their season was done, Tom, when he couldn't get anybody out the second game of the year. Yeah. They just, they had some interesting, exciting things in, in Yoshida and Bayo. That was about it. Um, I mean, we're, we like Devers. We just want him Casas, to not Casas play. Three oh, Casas, yes. Yes, you're right there. It's just that they gave up a game in a so-called pennant race in a you're in a race for the wild card and you threw a game away so blatantly that I don't know. I'm I'm just I might just be watching Major League Baseball big inning and not. Yeah, I've started to do that. I've started to do that. And then, like I said, I'll, I'll get the stat head uh, pop me over for a Casas at bat. And then I'll but try to watch some Rafaela. You're not blacked out? I, I use a VPN, Tom. Oh. What? You found one that works on MLB.tv? Yeah, Surfshark. You should sponsor a Surfshark. Yeah, Surfshark. I'll get our numbers up. Yeah. So... As you mentioned, Jaron Duran, he's out for the year. He's seen a toe special or saw a toe specialist. Now he's got to have toe surgery. Hopefully, he gets to mm-hmm. keep it. 
unlike Deion Sanders. He lost two toes. Coach Prime. Prime. I'm out rebuilding the buffs. I know it's not my show, but let's give Coach Prime a shout-out. Great football program he's building over there. Well, how about... You know what he's building over there? Quality young men. Jack, he went to his first meeting and told the Colorado Buffalo football players, hit the transfer portal because I'm bringing luggage with me. Players from Jackson State. Mm -hmm. That's just great. Yeah, and he named his son the quarterback the first day. Did he? I didn't even see that. That's the best. That guy gets it. And then Um, he said, like, there's going to be a competition. But, like, no, come on. No, no, there's not. uh, Yeah, so Duran's out, but Sedane Rafaela was called up. And he played short. He's played center. They need the thing is is they need a center fielder and a shortstop. Two positions, though. They need both those. Well, no, they don't. I think they have a center fielder and Duran. They need a shortstop. Um or put him at third base. Yeah, but here's the crazy part. Here's it. Well, they have a shortstop, Tom. Ask ask anybody in their front office. They Mm -hmm. have a shortstop locked Mm -hmm. up for a long time. Yeah. And 150 million. Anyways. Um, you know, in my experience watching baseball, and this is crazy, a center fielder and a shortstop have been a person who specializes in both of those positions separately, not usually the same player because and shout out to the California little league team. This is not little league. So you have a professional center fielder that Mm. plays center field. And then you have a shortstop who plays shortstop in infield. They don't even wear the same size gloves. And then that player, they just play that position for 162 games. They don't switch. And then maybe, and this is getting a little crazy, they bat in the same position in the batting order every every game. Jack, this sounds like voodoo. Doesn't sound like I don't know. Doesn't sound like baseball. It's crazy to me to think that a guy can't play third, second, short, center, and DH is ridiculous now for the uh, low spending, high flexibility Red Sox. However, if you're a Gold Glove center fielder, you should or projected to be a Gold Glove center fielder, you should not play shortstop at the major league level for your first game. Yeah. I just, so you can can protect a hot Adam Duvall in the lineup. Yeah. I just play the young guys, play the young guys at, at just, that's it. Give me the September call-ups and just let them play. Here's the other thing. Can I have all the tweets, all the clips from phone calls to sports radio about how Alex Verdugo is having a better year than Mookie Betts? Can I have those? Because I'm looking at the walls here in my basement, and they're pretty bare. I want to wallpaper them onto my walls and just, just call all those people on their landlines and say, you don't know anything about baseball, click. It's amazing. Um, I don't engage with something. I look at Twitter, and I saw a great tweet the other day that said, you can see, a, you can try this out the next time, is see an op- opinion you disagree with on Twitter, 
and then close the app and nothing will happen. <laughs> and it's, but I don't engage with these people just because I don't need their stupidity coming back at me. I don't need people who think the, the, the Red Sox won the, the Mookie trade because Alex Verdugo was hot in April and May and hot with zero power. He had that streak where he let off three games in a row with a home run. I mean, that's the height of Alex Verdugo's power. We're talking maybe 20 home runs a year. Uh, but yeah, it, not only that, it's the, the complete reactionary thing of like, all of these players are the best player on the team because of one play they made in one game. And that should carry them because you, because they like that player. They have to look a little deeper into the fact that none of these players can get the job done right now. There's only two guys on the team that even look like they're trying anymore. And they're the, they're the rentals. They're Duval and Justin Turner. Yeah. Like, I mean, Tristan Costas never gives up in a bat. I mean, at, he's always on the highway. Guys living on the road. And he's, but everybody else looks like they've completely checked out. That's including the manager, which. I mean, again, going back, I've never seen anything like Monday night in the Barraclaw game. I've never seen anything like that. That was insanity. But I don't know. Maybe they have some insane Seattle Mariners, as heard first on the Never Wears podcast, run in them where they can make up all that ground. But I just don't think it's possible because the other two teams in the AL West are also really good who are going to now be fighting for that spot. Yes, so our transition here is going to go into basically conversations on the um, the Western divisions, I think, in the two leagues, because yeah. right now the AL West is, it's insane what the Mariners did, as you just mentioned. They came all the way back, and it helps that, there was a free fall a little bit from the Rangers, but yeah, the Mariners yeah. in their last 50 games are 36 and 14. Yikes. They're tied with the Astros in for first place, and the Rangers are one game out. And I might say some absolute blasphemy. Obviously, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. But Julio Rodriguez has legitimately emerged as another contender for an MVP. He's not going to win the MVP over Shohei Otani, but he is the only one all season long who it looks like, oh, that's a guy who might be more valuable or as valuable as Shohei is. Yeah. yeah Can we that... talk about the run he had Let's over do... 10 games? 28 hits over 10 games? That is only Kenny Lofton has had more in the history of baseball. And in uh, immaculate grid terms, shout out to Kenny Lofton. You played for a lot of teams. He's a good answer. And yeah, really good answer. There are a lot of times you just think Always you have that, that type of guy and then you don't. Yeah. And then you get a Francisco Lariano, which I got this morning. Oh, who who do you fit? The Mets? Yeah, his I Mets and Twins, just like Santana. Or it might have been the Pirates too. But uh I think I had him on the Cubs and I he wasn't on the Cubs. Yeah. I the grid, when I get one wrong, I'm like, it short circuits my brain. And then I'm like, well, what's the point? What's the point? Oh, yeah. 
I get one wrong and then I kind of spiral for a minute. And then I'm like, do I want to burn another guess on that cube or that square? (laughs) Or am I going, am I just going to stick with my one? The one that frustrated me the most is the career 300 hitter for the Orioles a couple of days ago. Oh, I I got it wrong. I normally am very good. I'm same. I normally am very good about one guess per square, but that was, took me three guesses. And had it not been Roberto Alomar, we'd have been talking about an all-time low, low grid score, but, like a basketball or a football low score. So this this t- discussion on the AL West race ties perfectly into the question I posed to you in the rundown. And I'll answer first because it's about the West. Mm-hmm. What do you want to see coming into September? What do you want to see in the month of September for Major League Baseball? And I'll just say... I don't want the AL West race to get more than three games separated by all three teams until like the last week and a half. If someone pulls out, pulls away in the last week and a half, fine. But I want three weeks here of every pitch mattering. Yeah. Big inning, always flipping over there, always having it as the go-to game. Yeah. Um, Definitely that. Uh, you know, as a dad, I'd like everybody to stay healthy. I don't want a big injury, uh, especially with some of these seasons we're having right now. Um, uh, I'd like to see, I, on that injury front, I'll give you a wild one. I want to see Shohei shut it down and get surgery. Wow. If he needs to. I like because I want him a hundred percent by next spring training, and I think if he gives up the last month, he's got a pretty good chance to at least be a hundred percent to hit next year. Um, I don't think he's going to pitch next year, but yeah. I also think I want to. I also want him to say, "I am leaving <laughs> the Angels because they don't know what they're doing." Uh, absolutely, no, I want Artie. I want Artie Moreno to sell. And to I'm me and you folding. Mike Trout in bubble wrap and putting him in my luggage and taking him with me. <laughs> um, uh, NL wise, again, I just want to see, I think the NL central has a pretty good chance to maybe keep the pace on it. Certainly the NL wild card and see if the Reds can, uh, they claimed, who did they claim today? Uh, Harrison Bader. So I think they need a pitcher, but um, they did what they had to. Uh, so I hope they kind of stay in it. And again, the NL wild card kind of is as exciting as the AL West right now. Yeah. Um, I would say the next thing I want is none of Mookie Betts, Ronald Acuna Jr. or Freddie Freeman to slow down and to have those guys gutting it out for the MVP. I honestly don't think you're going to have to worry about that with those three guys. I know, I know, but Acuna... even, I don't want like Acuna to like yeah, go I know on what a you mean. Like... streak for like 12 games. Yeah. Because that changes I, yeah. so much. I, I Yeah, I, just, I agree. Just so everyone... I want that NL MVP race to be hot too, yeah. Everyone to know that Mookie Betts is a leadoff hitter and currently has 36 home runs. And he used to hit in a very friendly right-handed pole power hitter stadium for his home stadium. It was no kidding. He's doing that at Dodger stadium. Jack, 
I legitimately now have two children and th- like there are wow. times when the Red Sox and Celtic the Celtics lost the NBA finals and I was like mm-hmm. fuck this sucks I'm pissed and was over it in like a week the Mookie Betts coming back and dominating at Fenway I was like, I can't, I honestly can't even watch this. I'm so upset that he's not on the yeah. Red Sox for the next eight years. I saw one writer who I like, Jared Carabas, uh, and he said, it's time to get over the Mookie stuff. It's been four years. We all need to move on. And then right after that three-game series – he said, this is seeing Mookie come back here is a reminder and will always be a reminder of how good and how special a player he was and how how good Red Sox fans had it when he was here. It is inexcusable. And I know he spent most of the hour today shitting all over the Red Sox, but that's the one thing. You're right. Coming back and watching him come back and not only play well, dominate absolutely dominate is <laughs> just the stark like slap in the face to be like well we did this to ourselves by the way and here's a crazy comparison right now Mookie Betts has a 7.6 war up according to baseball reference he has 36 home runs which is a career high he has 94 RBI all this as a leadoff hitter that's not his best year. His best year was when he was with the Red Sox. Jack, the man, where is it? Wrong. Hold on. Advance. Here we go. His war for the Red Sox, the year he won the MVP. Fuck, I just had it. Where'd you go? There it is. 10.7. Like 8.4 or something like that. 10.7. 10.7. Yikes. He will. He would need to have a so three war. Don't happen. Th- the, they happen when you're Mike Trout, September. Mickey Mantle, Barry Bonds. That's who. That's where it happens. Shohei right now has a ten war, but yeah. Yes, but no, this is just through hitting. Gotcha. No, you know, obviously I a know, combined war, but it's insane. Yeah. No. I- and yeah. then he really slowed down the next year and had a 7-3. He also, in 2016, had a 9-5. I can't do it. Okay, we have to... What else? What else are you looking forward to in September? Um, I can't so do it. September. Obviously, September, I, I want to see more of the young kids play. Um, keep your eyes out. Actually, I'll, I'll save that. That's a spoiler for later. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I want to see Bobby Wood Jr. They're they're playing the Royals. Uh, there's a pitcher that was in involved in a deal named Cole Reagans, who is electric right now uh, for the Royals. We're gonna miss him, but um, I'm definitely want to see him pitch. And again, September call-ups, teams that are out of it that have good farm systems. Give me the young guys, man. Let me see a lot of first career hits. You know what I loved, Tom? Better, um, not as not better, but almost as good as a soldier returning home to an unsuspecting family video. A family in the in the crowd 
freaking out over a, a first big league hit, get out of here. Yeah. Love it. Every time. Yeah, you can't beat it. So I would say I I've said this on the podcast before. I like new teams to be in the playoffs every year, kind of spice it up. Right now, the AL looks kind of locked. Six or seven teams have a well, six teams will get in, but Toronto right now is a seventh team with a chance. So Texas would be new. And then Baltimore, which is super exciting. Yeah. But in the in the National oh, League, did the Twins make it last year? No, I guess the, the Guardians, Guardians won the division. Yeah, but the Twins are boring. Look, it's make a push, man. Guardians might make a push. They're eleven and a half out of the wild well, card. Gary Francona. Oh, but I guess I don't. Yeah, but they're only five back of the Twins. The division, yeah. I guess that's closer. They're only five back. Yeah, and then. I do love Terry Francona. And then in the NL, I want to see the Cubs get in. And I want to see the Marlins jump Cincinnati, Arizona, and uh, the Giants. Yeah, Marlins are fun. Also, Cincinnati would be fun, too. I like Cincinnati in there, for sure. Uh, But, I mean, the Dodgers are going to be there. Diamondbacks might be there. Um well, the Dodgers have just kind of take they there's a stranglehold. They've won the West already. They're up fourteen games, fourteen and a half. And then they've, I mean if I'm being so completely honest, Tom, a, more August. September stuff and even into October. I don't want to see a one and done with the Braves. I I need a deep playoff run there. They're well, they are so exciting to watch. Legitimately one through nine. I want I want a deep run with that team. I mean, obviously they're going to enter as the favorites to win because they just don't miss pitches. But my goodness, I, w- I want to see a deep run there. I, I would absolutely hate to see a team like just take a quick two out of three of them and, and have them like go home. That would suck. Yeah, they'll put currently up four games over the Dodgers for the for the one seed, which would make them play the worst team to advance mm-hmm. but yeah i agree um what I happens mean, with the dodgers every year yeah i mean a team comes in and just outplays them for three games and that's it yeah that's actually that series is about to kick off in 13 minutes so maybe we'll record for 12 more if at max um and striders <laughs> pitching tonight so i don't think i got 12 more in me yeah i don't either um, so those are, those are the September things I want. I personally, as, as still a Red Sox fan, I would love to see Tristan Casas jump really, really cement himself as a strong person in the AL, uh, AL rookie of the year race. Cause I think Masa Yoshida has fallen yeah. off. He's had a, he's really struggled in the second half because this, you know, getting used to playing here. That's all I got. I and then play yeah. Rafaela every game the rest of the way. Jack's currently trying to pick a year. All right, Tom. I'm looking for a year here. Do you have one in mind? I'm looking for a year. I had one in mind, but I think I don't think we've done it. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it. You know, okay, you have I'm one, ready. you gotta stick with it. I'm on a streak here. 
Yep. I got one right. <laughs> Mort Cooper, baby. He showed up also on the Immaculate Grid on the, the next grid. day. Yeah. yeah, that was and, good, and you nailed it. Yeah. You even said you should get that, but I didn't know. I, I wasn't quick enough. Um, or, you know, maybe I just had a David Freeze or Scott Roll on there. Anyways, New York's Yogi Berra is named the AL MVP. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Roy Campanella mm-hmm. is the NL MVP. Cool, cool. Just sticking in the sticking in New York here. Detroit's Al Kaline wins the AL bat title, 340. Youngest title, bat crown winner in MLB history. Leads the AL in hits, total bases, runs produced. Cleveland's Herb Score tops the AL in K's with 245. Name the rookie of the year. Uh, I'm trying to find an NL rookie of the year for you. Don't have one. Okay. Ernie Banks hit five grand slams in this season. It's pretty crazy. You know, as mentioned before, Ernie Banks just was too good for two decades. So yeah. now I, I, I am. <laughs> I got nothing right now. <laughs> okay. How about this? Richie Ashburn of the Phillies leads the NL in batting, 338. Yeah, that definitely didn't help. (laughs) Okay. So. Here's what I'm going to essentially guess here. Mm Mm-hmm. And again, I'm going to work through my math here. 1960, Maris wins the MVP. And this may be a little bit of cheating on my homework here. We've done 59 and 58. So, 61, you got Maris again. You're not going to do 61 because you have to mention Roger Maris hitting the home run. You have to do it. You, I wouldn't have to mention that. I would just have to say that he was the AL MVP. Yeah. Okay. So That's there's true. that sixty sixty one one. Um. So that brings me to the big one here. I tend to lean towards. The guys winning the MVP because there was only one team making it from each league in the playoffs, no no division yet. Those two players play in the World Series, which doesn't help in the 1950s with the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Yankees. They were there every fucking year. The Dodgers won in 1955. I'm going to say 1955. Correct. Great job. Two in a row. Yeah, that was a big one. I didn't, I left this out too. Yogi Berra is named the AL MVP for the third third time in five years. 
Campanella that, for the second time in three years. That really wouldn't have helped. I almost said <laughs> Brooklyn did beat the Yankees in 55. I was just going to say I, what I almost did right there was say, I believe the, or I know the Brooklyn Dodgers won in 1955. So I'm going to say Jack who won the world series that year. Yeah, I thought you were going to, Oh, well that would have been good for the joke, but it wouldn't have looked as good for the guests. Ended on a high because the rest of the episode was a real downer. Until we started to, yeah. Well, it's the nature of the beast. That's not on me and you. Absolutely not. No, we we didn't quiet quit that game. That's true. That's exactly what happened. We it was just in there spitting seeds. Forgot the number to the bullpen. Can't ask Dave Bush. (laughs) We can we get Winkowski up? He's up every other game. So everybody talks about like Justin Turner eventually becoming a manager in baseball. And do you think at any point he just kind of leaned over and said, Alex, you might want to think about just maybe getting somebody out. <laughs> I mean, that's why I think they were just like, Hey, listen, Chris is going to go as long as Chris can go. Then bear claw the rest of the way. We're going to release him tomorrow. And maybe someone was like in that meeting, some coach was like, what if he comes in, gets an out, we take the lead the next inning. What should we do? Yeah, run him back out there. Okay, yeah. what if he gives up six runs that inning? Well, Keep I agree with you. I agree with you 100% that that was the directive. That goes back to not being so much on Cora. Definitely on Bloom, but not so much. But at the same time, Chris Sale not being able to go out there and get you six innings as your ace. That would have helped. They sure would have. It's just, listen, I got it right. 1955, we're ending on that note. Spencer Strider's six minutes away from pitching against the Dodgers. So we got to watch that. Great series, yeah. All right, Jack, I'll talk to you later. Bye, all. Bye.